business inspiration for architects, engineers, and contractors. Hello, I'm Philip Wiley, and my guest is Project Portfolio Management Expert Jamal Mustafiev, who is the president of Vancouver-based Think Tank Consulting. Jamal, please tell us a little bit about your career path, which led you to specialize in project and portfolio management. Uh, hi, Philip. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me at your podcast. Uh, well, uh, let me start, I guess, with, from my university years. I did my bachelor's uh, and master's uh, in uh, business administration, uh, specializing in finance uh, out of all the sciences. And then uh, for some yet unexplained reasons, I ended up working for an internet startup. Uh, if you remember the late 90s, yes. early 2000s. Um, and um, I kind of started there, and uh, at some point of time, I realized when I compiled my job description, it was all, all very haphazard at the time. I realized I was a project manager um, with a little bit of a business analyst uh, thrown in. Uh, something I enjoyed to do, so I continued on that path for about, roughly speaking, um, 10 years, give or take. Um, worked for large banks. I guess my financial background, educational background played its role. Uh, people like to hire me at the financial institutions. Uh, did some work for uh, software companies uh, that produce software, uh, e-commerce, uh, websites, etc., etc. And uh, in and around 2005-2006, I uh, decided to go solo because uh, you know start my own company. Because I have discovered that um, there is a big still gap uh, in the knowledge about project management, uh, especially in some industries. Started developing courses, um, project management for IT and software development, project management for generic um, uh, industries. Um, and at some point of time, I have also decided that it was probably time to put all of the knowledge into the book. Uh, which came out in 2010, uh, and since the book came out, I am pretty much have been traveling around the world, although I'm based in Vancouver, BC, British Columbia, Canada, um, Asia, Gulf, uh, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, um, uh, obviously North America. So that's how the entire thing started. That's great. So... Um... So your book is called Delivering Exceptional Project Results. Um, could you tell us a, a little bit about this book, Jamal, please? Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, it, uh, this book, as I described in the introduction in the first chapter, was inspired by the multiple conversations I was having with predominantly C-level people, CEOs, CFOs, chief marketing officers, chief technology officers. Uh, where uh, I discovered uh, the following kind of set of uh, algorithms or axioms, if you want to call them. The book is based on very three very simple premises. Premise number one, uh, if you have a brilliant idea, but you don't have uh, an internal discipline at the company uh, to deliver it on time and on budget, you know, with all the requirements inherent in that idea, you're probably going to fail. Mm. If you have perfect discipline, and by discipline, I mean project management discipline, 
uh, and perfect knowledge of project management uh, and pro perfect project management capabilities. But you have, yeah, for the lack of a better word, let's call it a dumb idea. Hmm. Uh, you're probably not going to be successful. So something that is absolutely not needed by the market will be delivered on time and on budget. Hmm. Uh, and the third component, which is also very important, uh, you might have a brilliant idea. You might have um, internal project management discipline to deliver it. But if your people are overworked, again, probably you're not going to deliver that. Uh, case in point, having a brilliant idea and not having uh, internal discipline, uh, I think that your listeners can kind of reflect back at their experiences at the companies they work for where uh, someone had a great idea, but there was no project management, uh, capabilities, skills, discipline, and uh, ideas weren't delivered. Uh, not very bright idea uh, and uh, perfect delivery. Uh, you know, the best example that comes to mind is Segway. Um, I hope your listeners know what I'm talking about. Those devices on two wheels that, you know, go at a speed, I think, of 30, 40 kilometers an hour that could take you anywhere. It was presented at the time, and I remember roughly speaking about 10 years ago, as the best thing after PCs. Mm. Uh, delivery was brilliant. Execution was brilliant. Planning was brilliant. The only problem, nobody wanted to buy them. Right. Uh, having um, both of those components in place, but uh, if you the throughput capacity of your company, say about 20 projects, and I'm just picking these numbers off the top of my head, uh, and uh, the senior management tries to shove 100 projects into the project pipeline, and again, I invite the listeners to reflect back on their experiences. People will be overworked, people will be panicking, switching from idea to idea, from project to project, and nothing will be finished on time. Mm. So the book is based on these three premises. Uh, by the way, when I say brilliant idea or bad idea, that's the domain of portfolio management. When I say project management discipline, that's project management. Resource management uh, also falls into the lap of portfolio management. So my book, and as far as I don't want to be... Uh, mistaken about this, but I conducted a fairly deep research. Uh, as of right now, even still, uh, my book is the only book that looks at both project and portfolio management uh, on the same platform. Because the books before that used to say, well, uh, here's a book about portfolio management. By the way, we assume that you have good project management in place. Books about project management used to say, and of course, I'm simplifying a little bit, used to say, uh, hey, we assume you can generate brilliant ideas. All we will do in this book is explain to you how to deliver them on time and on budget. Uh, so there was a bit of a disconnect between the two. So that book kind of talks about that project and portfolio management in one shared platform. Mm. Okay. So um, who, are, who actually are your intended readers? Uh, and how will they benefit from reading your book, Jamal? Uh, I would say there are three categories. Uh, category number one um, would be the C-level people, senior management executives, who hopefully will read it um, and understand that, you know, the three principles I've just mentioned, uh, that generation of brilliant ideas is not only an art, uh, where a CEO is expected to walk in the office on Monday morning and say, wouldn't it be really cool if we could do this? 
it's also a science of generation of ideas, analyzing those ideas, ideas, estimating those ideas, assessing those ideas, etc., etc., etc. It would be great uh, if they read a little bit about project management, the project management part of the book, uh, and they would kind of learn to appreciate how complex the projects are. Something that is seemingly very simple uh, can be quite complicated. Uh, it is the second group would be the project management professionals. And when I say project management professionals, I mean project managers, program managers, uh, portfolio managers, directors of PMO, et cetera, et cetera, because they're basically between the proverbial rock and the hard place. Uh, they have pressure applied from the top saying, well, deliver these ideas. And they have pressure coming from the bottom of the organization saying, hey, uh, you better give me a good requirements document. Hey, uh, you better plan it properly hey, we don't have the internal capacity to handle so many projects. Go talk to senior level people um, about addressing those issues. Uh, a third group, I would call them technical resources. And when I say technical resources, I don't necessarily mean programmers or engineers. I mean everyone who can be a resource on the project. Um, that book is for him or her as well, just to have an appreciation of uh, you know, how the wheels of project management turn on a project. Okay, and um, I mean, I mean, we're we're aware that there are many um, project management guides out there already. Um, how is your book different from from the books currently available? Uh, other than the fact that you also consider the um, the portfolio management side, which is you know like a sort of overview of the uh, management projects? Uh, definitely the first part uh, that you've just mentioned that it is looking at project and portfolio management together. Uh, two, uh, I think it's, uh, uh, let me start a little bit from the beginning. You know, at one point of time uh, for about five years, I used to teach project management at a local university here in Vancouver. And because the syllabus for the course was kind of given to me uh, by the university, by the Department of uh, Business Administration, uh, I had no choice as to what to include and what to exclude uh, from, from the curriculum of the uh, course. And there were cases sometimes when I would teach um, um, a session for three hours and then at the end of that session, I would tell my students who were, by the way, ages 25 to 50. Uh, so they were all professionals kind of coming in the evening to polish their project management skills. I would tell them something along those lines. Uh, you know, whatever I just taught in this lecture, you will have to know it for the final exam. But unfortunately, it is very unlikely that you will ever use it in real life. Hmm. Um, uh, the book that I have written uh, contains only the stuff that is practical, hmm. uh, that is usable in day-to-day -day life, uh, project management. Uh, and it's free of the theory that sounds great on paper, but unfortunately very difficult to implement uh, in real-life situations. That would be the second point. Third point, uh, I tried to do that from the get-go, uh, and I... I hope I succeeded in that because I received feedback from many people around the world, especially the ones for whom English is a second language. 
that the book is written in a very simple language. Um, and what I mean by that is that it is easy to read. Mm. Uh, despite the fact that, you know, I'm a big fan of project management, I know it's not the most exciting topic out there. Um, uh, it is written in a language that, that is easy to understand. It has a lot of real-life examples. Mm. Uh, each chapter starts with a, you know, a bit tongue-in-cheek, so to speak, fun historical example, where I look at some historical events and I try to analyze them from the point of view of project management or portfolio management. Uh, so that would be point number three. Okay. So um, how, how actually can visitors to the AECBusiness.com website obtain a copy of your new book, Jamal? Several ways. Uh, the most obvious would be to go to Amazon.com. Uh, okay. Depending on where they are uh, in the world, they might go to Amazon.ca. If they're in Canada, Amazon.uk. If they're in the uh, United Kingdom, etc., uh, another way of obtaining the book would be to go to J. Ross Publishing website. Uh, that's jross.pub.com, uh, where they can also obtain the book. Uh, as far as I know, it is available on a whole bunch of local uh, websites. I have seen uh, them in Norway, in uh, India, Pakistan, etc., etc. But Amazon would be the first choice. Okay, and and what is the uh, the address of your website, Jamal? Uh, the address of my website is uh, Think Tank Consulting altogether .ca. Uh, I'm also quite active on LinkedIn, so probably uh, if uh, your readers, oh, sorry, your listeners are looking to connect with me, they should probably look me up on LinkedIn, and I would be more than happy to add them as. Connection okay. Well, that's really great. Thanks very much, Jamal. My name is Philip Wiley, interviewing on behalf of AEC Business. Mm-hmm.